Yeah, so I went out the first time. What was it yesterday? Two days ago? Friday? Oh, yeah. Where'd you go? I just went down to Amigos. That's what I thought. Looking at the bar, I'm like, that looks like an Amigos Dude, bar. Dude, I walked in there. Was it dead? No. Really? Opposite. The total opposite. What? But I knew nobody. Really? Yeah. It was packed. I mean, there was probably a handful of people, but not people I was assuming I would run into. I was like, oh, okay. I might see like the usual crowd, mm-hmm. like people I know and like I'm acquainted to. Uh, I saw a handful of people, but that I normally don't see. And I was like, oh, okay, it's nice to see these guys. Yeah. But I don't talk to them on a regular basis. So yeah, it wasn't yeah. like I was like, hey. <laughs> I was friendly enough, but it was hard. It's hard to keep a conversation with people you don't really socialize with yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I was talking to them for a little bit. And then, yeah, I was just walking around like, man, there's so many people in here, but there's no one I know. What like, made you was, go out? Well, as you might know, I started training on Sundays instead of oh, Saturdays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was like, I wanted to just, I don't know. I did Sober October. So we can talk about that real quick. I did Sober okay. October, but I started like a week before it. So I was like, okay, it's been like a good five weeks. I'll, I don't know, I'll just go out. Treat myself. Yeah. I hit that PR on squad. Oh, so yeah, I was like, you know yeah. what? I'll just go. And honestly, I was only going to go out for a little bit. I ended up running into a couple people. So I stayed out a little bit longer. Oh, when what time do you how late did you stay out? I don't know. I, I, we closed the bar down for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you st- you st- okay? Yeah, you stayed out, stayed out. But I didn't. Yeah, but I see a lot of people now that they do like afties and stuff. I can't do that. Where do they go? I don't know. Oh, okay. House parties and whatnot. Jeez, at our age, there's house parties and stuff. They might be younger than us. I don't okay, know. but people still do that. It's crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I uh. I started taking this, I think Joe Rogan's promoted on his podcast. It's called Liquid IV, and it's just like a little, like, electrolyte. Okay, yep. Uh, what's the what's the brand? Like, Crystal Light, like, okay, just like yep, the packets. Yep. Dude, had a couple of those. Felt like a million bucks come, like, evening time yesterday. Oh. So normally, like, my hangovers kick in pretty hard, mm-hmm. and they're around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God. Working out, so today, fast forward, I was like, yesterday, I was like, tomorrow's going to suck training. And it, it still did, but I felt way better. Like, I didn't feel dehydrated, <laughs> or I didn't feel anything like that. And I think it's, obviously, I was slugging water like crazy, but I was also taking those. Yeah. And there's like some scientific peptide, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that's in them. Okay. I think they work. So, if you're ever dehydrated, go to even that. if it's not, like, from a hangover. Yeah. Liquid IV. Liquid IV. Um, no free ads, though. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a shoulder injury going on, right? Ah, it's, I all, don't know. What's all about that? You're, yeah. Tell me about it a little bit. So we just, I was doing Squatober, too. Or Did you say that you were doing? Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't. I did, oh, okay. I was doing Squatober, yes. I was doing Sober Squatober. Sober So I was really focusing on my squatting technique yeah. and my squat driving. Staying uh, sober, I'll do it. But yeah, talk about it. Sorry, your, um... Yeah, so I started that, and I I don't know, man. It's probably age. I mean, I'm only 32, but I, I think just having the bar on my back all the time with the amount of weights that I'm moving just irritated it. My mobility in my shoulders isn't good, so I'm dealing with that. It's it's not painful. It's just annoying. Like I, I'm not, I don't feel like it right discomfort, now. Yeah. yeah, just certain movements that I do, I could feel it, so I'm going to take this next week off of squatting, deload, and then try to hit a new PR on – Back squat. Well, we'll see. I'm not too 
sure of the back squat, just normal. But I'll definitely try to hit a new box squat PR. Because that's what you're going to try to do Friday. But yeah, it was that, garbage. That little My knees and my shoulders were just not having it in my abs. We did 100 reps of ab rollouts in one set, and that just... Ah, I still feel it today. What did you do as a total then? Because that was only one set. You that guys was did one a couple set. sets. Well, there, right? the first set we did 20. And then I did 50 for the second set. That's what, 75? Yeah. So you almost about about 200, 200 rollouts? Ooh. Yeah. That'll That's, crush you. Yeah, that, yeah. I always feel it, even if I do 60 ab rollouts, I feel it. But this time I really felt it. So did that, and then Friday, I PR on my front squat on Wednesday. Then Thursday, I did belt squat, light, higher reps. And Friday, just my legs were not having it, which I'm glad it was the end of the month. I was... I'm done with Squattober. Like yeah. that was. So you, did you literally squat every day? I didn't squat days? Saturday and Sunday. Okay. I didn't. Oh, well, I don't train Saturday and Sunday, so I squatted Monday, Monday so through Friday. All your training days, you had a squat, squat. incorporated. Mm-hmm. I. Which, yeah, I felt good. Yeah. What was your kind of like philosophy with it? Just getting under a bar. Just or did you have like some scheme behind it? No, just getting under a bar and using a different bar every time. Like a different variation. Different, different variation. Mondays we did. PVC pipe onto a low box, which sucked, with the bands and kettlebells on the side. So we worked up, the first week I worked up to 405, and by week four I was at 432 and weight. With the like the big PVC looking thing? Yeah, with kettlebells on the side. Maybe I didn't even get to 405. Maybe I only stopped at like 385. I think it was 385. I say, you guys have enough kettlebells? In? I guess you had we, plates we, we used plates and okay. stuff. That makes sense. So that was a big PR, big jump. Tuesdays we did the double-banded bullshit. That's what I call it. It's you got your black bands on the side of your barbell, but then you also have black bands in front of you. The front, okay. Yeah. So you're pulling forward and pulling you down, and there's about it's about 200 pounds of resistance at the top, just the bands. And so then the first week I worked up to. How'd you not fold like a freaking book? Core man, <laughs> that's, uh, that's really what it is like. I, like my, yeah, I don't know. The highest I got on that was 435. Okay. And so that was 635 at the top or something like that. I did a double on that. That's nuts. Yeah, start, started at, I think it was under, right under 405. So that was a good PR. And then front squat, first week I started at, the most I worked up to was 350, and I finished at 405. Nice. So it was it was good gradual PRs. Box squat, I hit 600 with bands on the side. So that was nice, too. That was a big PR. So I've PR'd every day yeah. pretty much for the whole month. So that's probably why my body's saying, you know, you need to shut it down. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's hard to keep that train rolling for yeah, a yeah. long period of time. Four weeks is too much. All right, it's adequate, but I can. I know I need to stop now. That's definitely what I noticed from PRing on Friday. And then obviously going out, that didn't probably do much help. Yeah. Then I didn't necessarily need to PR any of my my snatch and clean and jerk lifts today, but every Saturday or every last I, I changed things up. It used to be Monday through Thursday you train, so four days on, and then you take Friday off, and then Saturday you're supposed to hit like your big numbers or potential big numbers. But me being away on Saturdays with like weddings and stuff, mm-hmm. I realized like I can't do. Like two, I can't, I'm not gonna wake up at four or five in the morning. Yeah, go train and then get on the road. So I changed things up to where I took Mondays off. So Mondays turned into my Sundays. 
So then it was Tuesday through Friday were my four like training days. I took Saturday off, so Saturday was considered my Friday, and then Sundays. And I actually like that schedule a lot. Work work rise wise, like Mondays, I can do a lot of like office work. I do a lot of editing. Like I can kind of like just focus on work without like mm-hmm. having a training in the back of my head. So that's really nice. And then just like having something to look forward to like the rest of the week, like Tuesday through Friday. And then yeah. Sundays, well, no one's really in the gym. So that's kind of, it's nice and not nice. Yeah. It's like a trade-off. Uh-huh. Um, but it's kind of like, just like quiet time for me okay. with like training. It's always nice to have that. And I usually try to, I wouldn't rec. I mean, I guess I say I would, wouldn't recommend. Yeah. But every now and then, it's just like, just going in, it's really good having people around you. Like, that's honestly why I switched, because I was supposed to max my squat today, technically, if I uh-huh. went by training the program. Yeah. But I knew, I was like, I'm not PRing my squat by myself. Like, that's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I switched that to Fridays. But just kind of grinding out a training session, like, alone, every now and then, or, like, once a week or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, therapeutic. That's how I would I would describe it. It gives you time alone with yeah. yourself, no like you get, no distractions, yep. no people to talk to. Yeah, you get in a, a certain headspace, which, depending on how you go about it, that could be both negative and positive. True. Um, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Good segue. Talking yeah, about yeah. The, the mental side of things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like that. For that reason, the therapeutic, like you said this a while back in a podcast that we did, like having a a time of like reflection, a time of like self, self-reflection mm-hmm. um, and kind of like decompressing or like debriefing yourself from whether a week of training or a week of work or just life. So I feel whether that's in your training lifestyle, mm-hmm. like if you're someone who's in the weight room or exercise in general or just life, there should be either a day once a week or a few times a month where, yeah, you're really like isolating yourself in a positive manner because I do feel, and we'll get into this, self-isolation is a very fine, small line to ride on because mm-hmm. if you isolate yourself too much and if you don't put yourself in a social environment that's good for yourself, yeah, whether positive. like yeah, positive or just like it's just teaching yourself. Like you can kind of go into a, a spiral effect of, of negative thoughts and negative headspace. Yeah. But on the other end, if you're always around people and you're never giving yourself time to self-reflect and like just be alone, mm-hmm. you can... <laughs> There's a dog in here, by the way. Uh, take her out with you. You can... Uh, where was that? You can kind of lose, lose sight of yourself. Yeah, because yeah, you're you're yeah. you're focused more on social norms and social expectations, and you don't really set self expectations. Yeah, for sure. So it's having that good blend of social interaction with self isolation, and to me, I feel that's a good good equation and a good combination of of a good headspace. But it also is on how you go about it. Yeah. What's yeah. your thoughts on that? I will. I, 
I didn't used to train alone. I, I'm training alone now. So if, if I look at it in training perspective, I do it now because I have to because of my schedule and whatnot. So I train alone usually twice a week. Um, and I don't I, – I don't know. I, I like it for those the purpose of it gives me time to think about things. It gives me time to think about to not be distracted uh, and whatnot. But I've gotten so used to having people around too that it, it, it's been hard. It's hard to – progress in your lifts and and probably your training yeah, for yeah. sure you can't you, so there's a trade-off there there you is. might lose in you lose out on training physical training mm-hmm. but there could be a, a positive mental aspect of it. yeah so i do get where you're going with that for sure uh, we just we we don't take time really i mean i've i've probably said this before it's. I think it's a scary thing to 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 be alone, just to be alone in general. It's it's scary, and so then to be alone with your thoughts, uh, that's even scarier. I think it or it can be. You don't want to think about yourself. You don't want to think about yourself. You don't want to think about things that are going on. So that's why we allow ourselves to be so busy. But a lot of our problems, I think, that we have, deal with not thinking about what we should be when when we're alone you know we don't get alone time enough but even when we are alone we're still allowing our brains to be going you know a hundred thousand miles an hour we're watching tv we're watching tiktok we're watching social media we're, we're always constantly doing something where you're not alone in by yourself you're not alone with your thoughts and you need to do that to be able to to work on yourself uh, that's important to grow. Um, but then, like you said, you ride a fine line on it could be too much uh, at times, depending. But you have to teach yourself the levels of what is, what's too much, what's not enough, how much time do I need to be doing this. Uh, I, but it has its place. I think we, it allows us to slow down and to think about things around us that we need to. You know, we're always on autopilot. We're always just on cruise. And so we're never taking time to think about anything. And there's there's a lot of things that we miss when we do that. There's moments. There's times. There's, uh, there's a lot. And it's good for our overall mental headspace, mental health to do that. But it's it can be challenging, too. Yeah. You're definitely, it, it, you're definitely right there. And I know... From my own experience, I think it's all about how you approach it. Um, Because you could have a very high dynamic social status environment that is very positive. Mm -hmm. But it's because of what's placed in that environment. The people, the things you do, Mm -hmm. and the person that you kind of develop yourself into. Yeah. But if it's a negative environment, for sure. Like Mm -hmm. having a lot of people around that are the wrong people saying the wrong things feeding you the wrong information that's detrimental to not just your set life success your your mental and your physical and your spiritual well-being and then that goes hand in hand with being alone if you're alone with the wrong headspace telling yourself the wrong things doing the wrong things as an individual again that can hamper damper your success yeah so i think it's finding finding that you're definitely in control of a lot more than you think. And you really have to be mindful on 
like the thoughts you tell yourself, the the actions that you place. So like your your habits that you do, whether you're big on on substance abuse or if you're giving yourself the right healthy habits, training, exercising, eating well, whatever. Um and then also having again the right people in in your corner. Cuz if you don't have those things, if you're alone telling yourself a lot of negative stuff and then you go out in an environment that's negative, like mm-hmm. it's just negative negative doesn't yeah. make positive. Yeah. For sure. Um I'm I'm reading my notes. The the little ones that I have. Go ahead. So when you and I were So let's let's talk a little bit about why we decided to do this podcast today. Um Yeah, that should be a good thing to maybe I guess we haven't talked about what what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're talking about all this I don't know what you'd call it, not information, but it's our thoughts. It's our thoughts. You know, we, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess I, I should say that I had a buddy that, that took his life and it was because of, I think it, he was going through a lot. Yeah. And I thought it was important that we, we talk about the importance of being able to talk about what you're going through. And part of that is, you know, this, this alone time being able to work on yourself to being able to understand why your life is important, being able to understand your purpose. Uh, You can't do that when you're always engrossed in the daily activities that you're doing, you know, and, you know, I, I look at it now and it's just, I, there's, there's a lot of questions I have, but when I, when I think about this, you know, I wish it would, it would have been different for sure. And I think there's people out there that we're all going through something of some magnitude. Absolutely. And we don't ever discuss it because we think it's going to get better or we think it's going to maybe solve itself. Um, and it never really does. And so, and especially as men, our problems are, we don't really have those problems. So, or we think we shouldn't, or we think we shouldn't, or or we don't, we think people shouldn't understand it. So I, I I thought that it would be important to talk about that. That was kind of mushy, but that was my whole thought on this. Yeah, I know that certain situation, because I know the, the person that you're talking about, um, obviously not as depth of depth that you do, but definitely built a connection with him over the, mm-hmm. the many years that you brought him into my life because it was your connection that was that. Yeah. Um, so I think that and then coupled just with the history that, I mean, we both parallel and have um like throughout obviously high school and stuff, like we see, we saw a lot of people do those kind of actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think many people in their whole lifetime either see that at, at all mm-hmm. or to the extent that we have. And I don't want to say that gives us expertise on the matter, <laughs> but it's the, 
the idea of just seeing it and I mean, it really, it really just brings things into perspective. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say I feel numb to those occurrences because mm-hmm. it's not, yeah. obviously, but it's just a wild thing to to process. It is. And it's like you, you see it so many times. Like, you see people in your life pass away. And it it's a hard thing to grasp. It's a definitely a hard thing to grasp. Yeah, I don't I don't get why as I it's like as I get older, I feel like I should be able to accept or understand death more. But I feel like like you said, I become more numb to it. It becomes a sensation that I can't really put into words that doesn't seem real. You know, and um with our buddy passing it just never it still hasn't hit me you know and maybe it'll take years i i don't know but then there's other people that have passed and i'm like i it still doesn't seem real it doesn't my mind hasn't allowed me to process it maybe or to work through it where i can say okay yeah this person actually has died you know, i don't i don't know maybe it's <laughs> i maybe it's something with me i it has to be but i, I just haven't pegged it and I wish I wish I could, but it, it's how I am. I I don't really have words for it. I'm definitely in that same boat of. It's not that it's, I'm not affected by it. Like I don't want to say oh it's, I'm numb to it, as like uh, an arrogant way because mm-hmm. it's it's not that. But it's just like, like when you see death for the first, like when you experience death for the first time, of someone that is greatly. A part of your life or was a part of your life like that shit hits really really hard yeah and i don't want to say i have experienced like the the worst of the worst because there's definitely people that have gone through more have have lost more or whatever but like i said when you see people like like there was a literal time where it was an annual occurrence yeah a th- like there was a yeah. three-year span like i got i got guys tatted on my arm that it was literally an annual occurrence. Mm-hmm. And when you go through stuff like that, it's something that you really are m- moved by in a sense of, I don't say you get used to it, but in, in some aspects you do. And it's hard to like continue to put into words how emotional it, it is because mm. it's not like it's not that it's not emotional but it's like damn like this again yeah and it doesn't right. hurt it, it's it hurts. it's a very hard thing to to explain i feel like the pain is just like the pain is there but it's it's like a harsh like cold pain it's yeah. like it's not the warm it's not like a it's not that like puncturing yeah effect. it's it's different and that's it, how it, i it feel like and it's not it doesn't matter about what how somebody's died it's just it's not i just can't my i don't maybe i just don't want to process maybe i don't want to believe it maybe. so then it's just like it's this pain that i have is just i'm having it because of that you know and or 
I didn't have, you know, closures big, but do you ever really get closure when somebody passes? I don't know. I would like to, you know, and I think in the ways we're talking about too. So we are talking about suicide. If you guys haven't, I don't yeah, think yeah. we've touched on that yeah. or said that specifically, but yeah, there, there's not a lot of closure in those situations, mm-hmm. especially if they leave, leave the door open mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, there's no, don't know why. Yeah. I mean, you have some, some regards, like they were going through something, weren't, mm-hmm. weren't in the me- mentally the best situation, the yeah. best, the best mental headspace. So it's just hard to, yeah, gather a, a form a, an a opinion or a theory on like, okay, like, it's like, okay, someone died in a car accident. Like that's, that's cut and dry. Yeah. But it's hard to, when yeah, you see people pass away from self-inflicting things to have that closure, to have that acceptance of some kind. Mm-hmm. And then when you see it happen not regularly, but more than often. It's like. Yeah. <sighs> it makes it different. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Let's mm. let's put ourselves out there. This will be interesting. What, what do you think for yourself has been like your lowest point? And what did you do to get yourself out of it? How were you able to climb out of that point? Good. Good question. Um. Like, I don't need to go into, like, details, but... I mean, you can. I can if I... Uh, uh, maybe I don't want to, though. I don't know. Okay. I've... Yeah, I've been definitely in a bad headspace before. Do I know any of this? Uh, maybe. Okay. Or maybe this will be news to me. No, you might. Yeah. I don't know. There there was probably a, a two to four year span in my life where I just experienced... <sighs> Again, it's not like I experienced a death... You just... How can I put this? Experiencing something that like really like tells you a lot about yourself that is false. So I went through a time where I, I went I basically went through a bad breakup. And okay. when you go through something like that, this is why it's hard for me to say that because looking at it now, it was very like I don't say childish, but like but in that moment, it wasn't. Yeah, and then, but looking back, I'm like, what? like that was silly. That was really silly to have those those yeah. kind of thoughts. Okay, so talk about this breakup. What made it? Uh, explain more. Like so what? going through it, it's it's something like where when you put yourself out there, and you give yourself that that heightened vulnerability. Yeah. Yep. Emotional yeah. vulnerability. Yeah. And that just gets sliced in half. Yeah. And it was something where like there was no closure. There was no explanation there was nothing to the sense of like why like there was no why behind it you know at least in the in the short term of it like at at the immediate response was like there's no there's nothing to give an explanation so then the worst thing you can do is start to make up certain explanations like that are harmful to yourself and you make those you make those yeah things. like okay. oh why like you start telling yourself why but then you start giving the answer and i just want to tell people like you are your worst critic right exactly and you have to understand that and not be vulnerable to what you self-inflection yeah. yeah because the, i mean the mind's a, a powerful thing 
And if you let it manipulate it yourself in a bad headspace, I mean, that's how people do what they do that we're talking about. So what I went through was, again, no self-worth, no... Is that what you're telling? Is is this stuff you were... like, is this what you're telling yourself? Yeah. Okay. Or at least just feeling. Yeah, Maybe you don't yeah. like fully like tell you, like I don't look in the mirror. I'm like, you're not worth anything. Like it's not something like that, but it's just the feelings that you have. Like when you're kind of just like put to the curb with no explanation, no reason, mm-hmm. not even a false reason. Like there's just, there's a, it just in a heartbeat. It happens like that. And that's what I went through. <clears throat> Again, you, you start to manipulate certain outcomes. Like, okay, it's because of this because of maybe what what how you are or what you are or what you look like or whatever and then if you let it take away from certain elements of yourself and you start telling negative things like again it's just no worth there's no worth to be had so your self esteem is yeah self esteem is gone. gone yourself and it's you create your own self worth in a sense, don't you? Oh yeah. Would you agree with that? I agree. And you are because it's it's what you're what you believe. Yeah. Um, but it's the fact of there there's external factors that can manipulate that. Yeah. So what I know is that I went through a period of time where I just I was numb. I had no emotions. No, again, no self worth, no self esteem didn't have confidence and like I walked around man like I literally would again it's hard to say because like what I went through like how I was for a good like years time like you would have felt I like experienced like the worst thing ever like I went to war and I came back I had some PTSD like the stuff that I again I reflect back on and I'm like like I couldn't lay in my own bed because I I always had like reminders of certain things that yeah. we did or whatever. Yeah. I couldn't wear certain things. things. I couldn't go I couldn't, couldn't listen to couldn't drive music. on certain yeah. roads, yeah. Yeah. things like that. Yeah. And like I went through that stretch of time. And then even in my work, like since I I met that person where I worked, like even work was like terrible and like uh-huh. my whole life just felt like in shambles, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, like looking back at it now, and I want to tell people this, and okay, I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad I can talk about this because now outside looking in, I'm glad I went through that stuff. Like it taught me a lot and I experienced a lot. But what I always think about is like, what if I didn't have the the mental strength to like get through that? For one, it would have been very foolish of me to to harm myself because mm-hmm. of an outcome like that. Mm-hmm. Like because of someone else, like someone else's opinion on me yeah. is very, to me, it's a very foolish thing to, to take, like to take my own life because of someone else's like choices of me mm-hmm. is, is downright foolish in my opinion. Um, so when I look back on it, I, I like telling this now because I get. I be- guarantee someone right now is going through the same thing. Oh yeah, or something similar. 100%. You know. Yep. So my my advice is to just weather the storm. Exactly. 
And again, it took me like four or five years to like fully accept the situation. And that four or five year period time, I found out a lot about myself. I went through, again, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of like self-fulfillment because I realized that my self-worth wasn't going to be filled from someone else. And I think people's problem is that is like they put their their worth in other, other things and other people, people and they never get fully completed. No, because they're they're looking at f- they're looking for their self-worth through other things, yes. other objects, other and that's never going to do anything for yourself. No. Yeah, I agree with that. So my th- my experiences i i experienced that and it taught me that it taught me self-worth it taught me self-acceptance and who i am as a person so if you're going through something like that right now like there there is a light at the end of the tunnel there is better times ahead so L- let me just go through it this is funny you bring that up i mean it's not funny because but it's it's so relatable everybody's gone through everybody, a breakup. Everybody. But like, okay, so like you said, like you, you, I find that really weird how that works is you go through a breakup and it's like everything reminds you of that person. Everything. And, but like, what would you, what would you do? Like, how would you, you know, you said you couldn't drive or like certain roads or like certain things. Like, so how did you get through those things though? So did you take different roads? Did you, for a while, if the song yeah. came on, did you have to change it? Or yeah. like, you know, what, what things would you do to, allow yourself to not recover, but to work through yeah. that breakup. So I'll, I'll try to put this in general terms, but there will be a period. So if you go through something, whether it's traumatic breakup, life, whatever. Yeah. There's going to be a period of time where you don't want to accept any of that. So you're yeah. going to deflect certain things. You're going to take a different route home. You're going to, Shit, start listening to different genres of music because, well, because of the country's out. Yeah, country's out for me. So, so we like, always did. Yeah, guys, guess I got to listen to ska music now yeah. or some shit. But uh, I'll say don't don't be afraid to to change things up, at least for the like the immediate time. Like I think that w- that did help in some aspect. Was kind of just turning turning my head to certain things. But there g- there's gonna be a period of time where you just have to face that problem. And accept it. Because if you never accept it, you'll never change it. So it takes time. It definitely takes time. You have to embrace the the time aspect of it. Because, I mean, as cliche as it fucking sounds, time does heal most wounds, most fall wounds. Uh, But I think the big thing for me is, like, once I took the time to, like, decompress from it and, like, not think about it or try not to think about it, took myself out of certain equations. Um, that was a big time for me of, of understanding actually like what, what I liked, what I enjoyed and what, like what, what provided worth in my eyes or provided joy in my eyes. So then it started to turn into where it's like, now you're, you're, you're taking away certain elements of your life that you enjoy because of someone else or, or something else. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing was that I can't let those things dictate like who I am and what I do anymore. 
So after a period of time, it's it's understanding that face facing it is going to be a lot better than not facing then, yeah, it. Yeah, running away from yeah. it. Yeah, you can't run away from your problems mm-hmm. because that's not letting them help. Like they're not going to. You're not healing. Yeah, you're not healing, and your problems aren't going to fix themselves no. from that. You have to understand that you're in control, and like nothing's going to work unless you work it. So, like we're talking about mental health and all these things, and you can get get support and get get help, and you can have certain things in your life, but if you're not willing to face things on head first yourself and you're not willing to accept it and and say it's a problem then it won't be ever be corrected so I think that was my biggest like aha moment was after a while I was like you know what I like going to this this restaurant still I like these things about it like I can't let someone else their their my idea of them Mm -hmm. Because Ruined that. I, yeah, yeah, I had a little bit of a heartbreak. So that was my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all makes sense. I, I could agree with that for sure. All right, man. Let's throw it over to you. What's uh, man. What's your deepest, darkest? I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I was trying to think of something. Um, Again, it doesn't have to be as specific. I, no, I, I, I think the pain that's, I don't know. I don't know. That's a very tough one. It's, I mean, I've had some breakups that were very tough for me. Um, but I'm trying to think if that was probably the, the hardest thing. Um, it's hard to, again, that was the whole reason of me like being a little bit timid of saying it because, like, for me, it's hard to say, oh, my, like, my hardship is hardship when. I don't look at it like I look at it like that, but I always I always know someone else is having a worse time than I am. Yeah. So like, who the, who the hell am I to like say, oh this this? Yeah, but it's your. It's, this, but yeah, I'm yeah. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we have feelings. Yeah. That's why we have emotions. You, I can't judge you and say that what you're going through is harder than me. Not you know, than the things I'm going through. And yeah. and like it's all your perspective nobody can take that away from you so there's no right or wrong reason like everybody has a a pain or hurt a feeling because it's their own and that's what makes us all unique and different i would say something that i struggled with for a long time was probably being adopted i think that probably played a big role in my life growing up okay um so i was adopted when i was an infant a baby uh, my mom. The hell was that? That's a fly. Oh, my, <laughs> it looked like it literally came out of your mouth. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was on the mic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was adopted when I was one. So I don't know my bio- biological parents. Don't know my mom. Don't know my dad. I don't know if I have any siblings. Doesn't. It's irrelevant. But I. I think I struggled with knowing myself because of that. You know, like when you when you think about your family, if you're not adopted and you, and you know your bio- biological parents or they've raised you, you kind of get a better v- vision of who you are because you are what you're you are like your parents. You are what they are in, in some aspects. They they raise you, they teach you, they they nurture you, they love you. I, my mom did a great job. I'm not knocking my mom. You know, I wouldn't be here right now sitting here if my mom never if she didn't adopt me. I have a great mother, Uh, but I think growing up, I struggled with the fact of not knowing 
my biological parents, not knowing who I was, you know, being different at every family function, um, being a Hispanic male that could not speak Spanish, you know, all those things bothered me. I think now as I get to know myself better, as I grow older, it doesn't bother me anymore. But that was, there was a lot of times and things I questioned, like, why was I giving up? You know, I, I, you always, I, I always would look at the negative things rather than being happy for having the life I have, you know, happy that my mom took me in and my sister and, you know, all those things. I didn't look at those when I was younger. Now I see different perspective, but I think that I really struggled with that. And that made me drink. That made me make stupid decisions. Um, it didn't make me, but that's what I felt I needed to do to cope. I didn't talk about my problems. I thought, you know, that the drinking, the partying would help. And it just made me run away from everything. Uh, but that was probably a thing that I went through probably for the first 20 years of my life that I didn't ever talk to anybody about because I didn't know how to, I didn't know what to say. Hey mom, I feel weird. Like I, I didn't have that relationship to open up to her. I didn't have friends that I thought would understand. And like, when you think about it, when you're in elementary school, middle school, you don't even know what those feelings are. When you get to high school, nobody's talking about that stuff because boys don't talk about anything. Mm -hmm. So we never had those conversations. Like I remember when we were hanging out together, we didn't talk about anything. We just partied, you know, like, so the problem never got dealt with. The drinking became the problem because of how I felt. So I would say that was probably the the hardest, you know, time that I had, I, there wasn't one time that I could say that I was lower than any other time, but I didn't ever know how to work on it. I didn't know how to get through it. And it's only probably been in the last six years of my life that I can actually say that I've learned how to process and work on myself more because I take time to, and I know myself, I know who I am, I think. I mean, that's a, that's a thing, a lifelong process, but I feel like I know who I am and I know what I, I know what I'm about. Um, and so I can, when I question things now, I have a good perspective to answer those questions that I'm questioning. If that makes sense, that's kind of confusing, yeah, that but makes sense. I, I can think through things. So that was, that was tough. Uh, that whole time besides that, you know, there was. I think losing my grandpa was probably the second one that I, I know there's those two were probably right on top. I mean, it was that. And, and I lost my grandpa when I was a freshman in college. And what I did was I drank, you know, that's what I knew. So I drank a lot and tried to numb the pain and didn't really get me anywhere. I made more dumb decisions, but I, you know, I questioned my worth. Then I questioned a lot, you know, breakups. I questioned why, why am I here? You know, why, why have I been put on this earth? What's, what's my purpose? And I think that everybody questions that at some point in their life, like when they're going through something, they are questioning, what am I supposed to be doing? Who am I? You know, why, why do I wake up, you know, every day? What's, what am I, what am I doing? You know, there's, we're lost. I feel like a lot of us are just lost. And we're searching for some some way that we're going to be found. And most of that searching that we're looking for is in us. We just can't pull it out. And that's why people struggle with mental health. That's why people, you know, the, obviously there's some mental health that is more than that. I get that. But mm-hmm. I, when I when I talk to 
lot of my athletes and clients and friends and family, we're just sheep. It's like we, we just can't figure it out. And it's so much easier to dwell on the bad than we ever do on the positive and to figure out who we are. If I knew who I was more or less when I was in my early 20s or even like 16, 17, 18, 19, I would have been able to process the crap I was dealing with and I would have been able to get through it. You know, think about how much growth you've had in the last four years of your life. You know, yes, breakups are always going to hurt. They're always going to suck. But you go through one really, really tough one and you make it, it makes it a little bit easier, just a little bit easier for that next one. Oh, for sure. If you work through it the right way. If you just blow it off and don't work through it, it'll be just as hard as the next time. But you can remind yourself that, okay, I went through this breakup. I'm okay. It sucked. I got through it. Now the next time you find somebody, you're going to be able to make it. And that's what life's teaching us. Our life's a lesson, a constant lesson of teaching us that there is a reason why we're here. We just have to sometimes search a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we just don't do that. I and mean, we need to. Yeah. I think uh, it goes back to what I said is like a, a facing something head on. And they're just trying to learn from it. I think from, again, the experience of the breakup that I went through. If I didn't learn certain aspects from it, I probably would have jumped into another. What did, what did you learn from it? I learned to accept myself for who I was. So who are you? I'm me. I'm a guy that I'm, I'm very passionate about the things I'm passionate about. In a, in a maybe even an addictive kind of way. So I usually, I latch on to certain things and I usually, I attack them with full force. And I started to learn that that's my choice. The things that I, that I do that with are my choice. I went through a lot of time of, like that period of time taught me, like the things that I was doing I didn't really want to do in the first place. Uh, so I just learned to, I learned to, how can I describe this? Like everyone has like that North star, that true North, like people talk about, you know, like you have, you have a direction that for whatever reason, religious, however you want to skin it, like your your destiny is somewhere, right? Like like you said, we it just takes some finding, takes some like navigating. Uh, but I think we all get there in some way or another. Do we? What? I, th- I would like to think so. If you allow it, I say. Oh, yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, if yeah. you would allow it, yeah. Um, whether that's by learning from mistakes or or accepting yourself or whatever. I think you just have to be willing to like put in the work. Cause I know like you're going to learn a lot from like hard times, right? Unless you don't allow yourself to. Cause I know again, kind of going back to the whole relationship thing, literally haven't been in one sense, like a meaningful true relationship has it been what how many has it been four years or has it been longer long probably like six okay um 
And I think the whole reason be, of that is because of what I now value in myself. And if I want to provide, if I want to be in a relationship that's flourishing and wants to, and I can provide to it just as much as I want to be provided from it, that's going to take time on my hands to, to understand who I am. Cause you can't give what you don't have. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the whole reason, not like, I don't want to say I, I haven't had opportunities to be in certain relationships, but when they have came, I've just understood that I need more time. I need more like development of myself. So I think that's something that maybe people don't necessarily do enough is take the time. So they either jump back in a relationship or they jump back on whatever it is that's causing them trouble. Because they don't want to to face the situation that there's a problem that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's just easier to do that. At the end of the day, oh, yeah. it's easier like, that's just the, to... That's the whole reason why people do it, is because yeah, it's, it's just the easy thing to do. Yeah. And it's hard to, it's hard to retrain yourself to, to do it a different way. For sure. Um, but it's it's definitely needed. I liked what you're saying about, ah, yeah, we we just haven't, we search and we search and we search. And I feel like we, sometimes we don't even know what we're searching for, you know, and that is going to continue until you, I don't know, man, it's weird. Like I found myself, I, I, I that's a, a thing that doesn't ever stop, but I feel like I found myself kind of earlier than most people mm -hmm. maybe because there's a lot of people i talk to that i'm like they say like i don't i don't know myself yet or i don't know what i'm doing i don't know my purpose so i got fortunate and lucky on that aspect and i don't i don't know if i if i didn't find my calling if i didn't find you know what i was supposed to be doing if i would really be searching for it mm -hmm. maybe because it came so er easy for me i didn't really have to put much work into it that i got lucky and and then that helps me go get through the hardships because I know who I am. And I saw and I wonder that sometimes. Like if I didn't know who I was, would I ever find out who that was? Would I be searching or would I just not care? Because I feel like there's people out there that just don't care. Like, well, yeah, whatever. You know, and then and that's unfortunate in my mind, just because they could be so much more than what they're allowing themselves to be if they found out who they were. Um they they let others dictate that, not themselves. Yeah. And I know there's there's obviously societal motivation and manipulation. But again, it goes back to being the person to control that narrative to some degree. Because mm -hmm. if you just let people put labels on you, I said this in the last podcast, I'll probably <laughs> regurgitate some of it, but you can't let people put labels on yourself, right? Like I can't, Miguel, I can't tell you who you are. Even if I want to, even if I like, I, I forcefully do it. I can't because that's in your control. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. Yeah. Like I could say whatever I want to say about you. It's, it's what you take from that. If I say, hey man, you're, you're an awesome dude. If you don't believe that, you're not going to believe it. Mm -hmm. If I say, hey, you're, you're not an awesome dude. If you believe that, you're going to believe it. 
it all comes down to your perspective on it. So it's taking, taking what society says, taking what the people in your life, your environment, your life say it's, it's, and then it's taking what you say to yourself and it's, it's finding like what you want to latch onto because you'll latch onto whatever that is. If you, if you think it, you believe it, believe it. And if you believe it, it usually manipulates itself. Yeah. So it's the, the mental aspect of it. If we can't figure out what the hell we're going about with this, but just mental health has in general, like, I don't want to say like, it's, it's serious. It's, it's, it's something to not be taken lightly, but it's definitely something that a lot of people don't think they have enough control on uh-huh. that they, they do. So from my perspective, again, I can't speak for all. I don't know, like I'm no expert, but I just know that the mind is a lot stronger than people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. And again, if, if you start to, to surround your environment with, with the, the things that you want, you know, it's like, hey, if, if you want to be this certain person, maybe find people that are already doing that mm-hmm. and, and, and put them in your your place, corner. put them yeah, in your yeah, corner, in yeah. your life. Uh, the certain things, you know, like the certain, if you want to be somewhere, find out again, yeah, the people, the habits, and just the lifestyle that it is. And then start to work your way towards that. Because it doesn't just happen. No. It's just, it, it has to be cultivated. But again, that comes from you. Like you can't expect people to help you if you don't help yourself. And then knowing that you have a lot more, like, you have a lot more help in you. Like, you can really help yourself. Yeah. Because, again, if, if you think you don't, you think you don't. Why do you think it's so important to have those people in your lives, in your, in your life, that are positive or that, what does it do for you? I think it's something that's, again, if, it, if it's the people that you truly want that's a they're a reflection of of what the outcome you want or like your identity of what you want it to be it'll be a constant reminder of that that's true that's a good one it's like if 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 i see like miguel's lifting the weight that he lifts and that's what i want he's gonna be a reminder of the goal that that i'm trying to achieve like all right miguel's doing like he's doing these things he's 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 being this person of what what I want, so that reminds me. That's true. E- even when I might fall off that path, yeah, it's that, uh, it's that like, it's like the bumpers, the, the barriers, the roadblocks that like, yeah, not roadblocks, but I know what you're talking the about. Barriers, the they, barriers, they keep yeah, you yeah. on path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, it's just so it's more of a reminder than anything. And there's a lot of times where you can't do things alone. That's no, the thing. Like we it. think we can do so much alone, or we want to. But it doesn't work. It doesn't. You need people to help you. There's times where you just need it. Like the best thing you can do when you're going through something, going through the the trenches, the shit, you know, whatever, is having people in your corner that will take time to listen or that will support you or give you perspective. That will help you get through a lot. If you don't have that, it's very, very difficult to get through things. That could be not easier, but help you understand things a little bit more. 
you know um so i i and i like that man i never thought about that people are a constant can be a constant reminder of what you want which is 100 percent correct mm-hmm. if i if i want something and i surround myself with that person that's already doing it that's going to help remind me daily that what i need to do to get there yeah or how to get through something you know if, if that person's getting through some tough times and they're able to do it that just reminds me i can do it yeah. that gives me that positive reinforcement for myself that Hey, I'm going to be okay. And that's why we, as human beings, that's why we're able to talk. That's why we're able to listen because that makes our lives a little bit easier. Absolutely. I think it's also too, they are, again, not just a reminder, but they're also a, a cult, like a cultivator. Like you're, you don't know everything, right? Like, so if you surround people that know more More than than you, you, you can then no more. Yeah. You can. So it's not just being reminded of that, of what you, you know, it's, it's being challenged of what you don't know as well. Mm-hmm. So then that's a big way of, of finding yourself is, is just knowing more, mm-hmm. not even just about yourself, but just about anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. Having the ability to, to, to develop a better understanding uh-huh. of, of just knowledge. Yeah. Cause I've, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've been around, people or i've i've read certain things and like there's that epiphany perspective of like something just clicks man and it's Mm -hmm. like like you read some like you read something that could be so just vanilla it's just like it doesn't have any like big substance to it but like you just take it and you're like whoa like it's just like a life-changing thing like people said that um can't say exactly but like someone like they they read the back of a wrapper of a chewing gum and then they figured out the founding youth or some shit like you know like there's a lot of things out there that like epiphany methodical like ahas so if you don't have that kind of people around you you'll never have those aha moments yeah 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 i agree that's that's the truth all right, about an hour, perfect. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts, Miguel? Thank you for coming on. By the way, I didn't. We just kind of rolled right into it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. Appreciate uh, you coming good. on. Um, it was fun. Yeah, for sure. It's good to good to do. Good. Uh, what's the term I'm looking for? I don't um, even know. Just good. Just get something going. Yep. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for your listening. We'll see you next time.